The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome moms, dads, kids. What kind of pets can I welcome? Is there anything? (laughs) Parrots. Okay, let's get real for a minute, moms. We are here because you need encouragement and you deserve encouragement. You, you have amazing value in this world and we depend on you to do your job well. So thank you for that. But, but, Let's also get real about this. If you felt stress and worry over the last two years and all that brought on and maybe stress and worry about all the new stuff you have to contend with, like inflation, paying so much more for gas and food, how do you think your kids are feeling? Surveys show that our kids are struggling. They're concerned about the present day and about the future. So we've got to address this in a positive way. And it's not just about our kids surviving. It's about helping them to thrive. Our counselor for moms is in the house today. She's got five things your kids need when dealing with highly emotional events. She's going to help us coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, you guys, welcome back. You know, I I have to say I'm so grateful for our listeners, um, both podcast and and radio stations across the country. I'm here for you. This isn't about me. It's it's I feel God has assigned me the task of encouraging moms and reminding them of how important they are. So I'm grateful for all of those who tune in. We've got some dads who do as well. And I hope always that this podcast and this radio show is a blessing to you. A shout out to the moms who listen to us from across the country in Oklahoma, Texas, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and in Denver. Um, Also to our podcast listeners, so grateful for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And one more thank you. Thank you to all the incredible, amazing, supportive, generous people and companies that came out to support Channel Mom and all that we do for mothers and children at our Accelerate event 
at Bandamere Speedway. Many thanks to Bandamere Speedway as well. Lemongrass Spa Products. All kinds of people who gave us incredible help. So grateful to you guys. Um, and, and you've made it possible for us to serve more mothers and children. So thank you for that. All right. So Jamie Kirkbride, she's a speaker, author, professional counselor, parenting coach, and personality trainer through her Parenting with Personality organization uh, that she's personally designed. Jamie also co-authored a book titled The Yuzu. I actually have a copy of that. She is Channel Moms Counselor for Moms. Jamie Kirkbride, welcome to Channel Mom. So glad to have you here today. Oh, Jamie. Hello. Did, yeah, Hello. Yeah, Are we, you there? We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we welcomed you. We welcomed you. You just didn't hear us welcoming you. So welcome to Channel Mom. <laughs> Grateful to have you here. All right. So we're going to help some moms today. And, and I thought that it would be appropriate to kind of set up what we're talking about with a little review of, of all we've faced, in case you don't remember all of it, uh, over the last couple of years, we, we set up sort of a montage of all the things that we've had to contend with, with a reminder the, of the fact that our kids have had to contend with this too. I didn't decide to do this to be depressing. I just set it up to make a point. We've had to deal with a whole heck of a lot. And, and I wanted to use this as a reminder of what's been going on in our kids' heads, unless they're really little, for the last couple of years and what we're dealing with now. So here is our show set up soundbite. Many of our countries in Europe are now acting to flatten, flatten the, the curve epidemic. used when talking about reducing the number of coronavirus cases. Americans' unemployment claims nearly 3.3 million More than announced. 6 million. I hope that's right. 10 million workers now applying for unemployment. 50 million unemployment claims filed in the span of just four benefits. months. A disproportionate number are black. It's called systemic racism for a reason. There's 400 years of history here. Now! What do we want? This looks more like Mars. One of the most busy hurricane seasons ever on record. Devastation in Puerto Rico. India and Pakistan are facing their worst locust outbreak in 70 years. Inflation is actually speeding up, not declining or easing. It contributes to supply chain issues, which we've mm -hmm. seen create issues with all sorts of things. And now baby formula. Sky high gas prices up nearly 60 cents in the last month. It's hard to put it to words right now, especially not only the, the victims, but the families are having to deal with this horrific uh, tragedy here in Uvalde, Texas, but also the law enforcement, those that responded on scene, those initial officers that witnessed these children um, just lying there helplessly that were shot. Hearing those gunshots, um, it's just hard to put into words and it's, it's going to be a significant impact on this community and also those law enforcement officers that responded to that scene. I almost, <laughs> I almost started crying during that montage because, oh my gosh, what we've been through, I, you know, and our kids have been listening and our kids have been watching, watching. And, and let me say this, because I don't want to be too depressing. God is still in control and, and our faith carries us forward and we have hope because of God and because of what Jesus has done. So I, I do want to say that, but I know that our kids are struggling with us. And, you know, there was a survey done pretty recently and a 40%, actually a little over 40% of U.S. high school students said they felt persistently sad or hopeless because of all that we've been through. So that's why we need you today, Jamie. Jamie is Channel Moms Counselor for Moms, and she wanted to address all of the stuff that's been going on. She has five things that our children need when dealing with highly emotional events surrounding them right now. So, so what, what's your intro to this, Jamie? Why have you decided that we used to have to address this and, and, and work on ways to help our kids thrive after all of this? Right. 
Right. You know, Jenny, like you said, and through the news stories, they surround our kids today like never before. And it doesn't matter if it's school shootings or news of kidnappings, flooding fires, uh, death, maybe even destruction of things, and all of those things that were in your intro there. But it can leave our kids feeling a real loss of protection and innocence and can even heighten their feeling vulnerable and fearful. And so I've thought about this a lot lately, actually wrote a blog about it, and it just helped me kind of sort through what things can we provide for our kids to minimize the effects of all of these things that are going on in their lives and in their environments, and essentially in their hearts, I mean, in their minds. And so I, I wanted to come up with some ways that we could focus on not just helping our kids survive these things around them, but, but thrive. Despite yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's and it's needed. And and I, I'm thinking about one of my two kids, I'm not gonna say which one, but there's this kind of um generalized discouragement and depression and and this child is trying to relate it to current sort of personal circumstances. And I think that what's going on in the world and what's going on in our country and what's going on politically and what's going on economically is actually part of the reason for the discouragement and depression in this child is not just personal circumstances. And I think a lot of parents are probably dealing with that in teenagers and young adults, even in younger kids, you know, oh, yeah. preteen kids, you've got the whole gamut because you've got a lot of kids. <laughs> um, so you see the different reactions. But my guess is that your youngest is contending with it just as your oldest is. Oh, right. And I think no matter the age of the child, no matter what stage they are in life, we internalize those stresses. We internalize the news. We internalize the feelings that that we even attribute to those things without even knowing it. And then I think a lot of times, you know, depending on personality, depending on age, depending on skill or ability, we may or may not be able to articulate that. And so if, if we think of our kids that way, they are internalizing a lot of this. They may or may not be able to articulate to us that that's even what's going on. Yeah. And it can be a subconscious thing that's happening as they just start feeling burdened and weighed down. Yeah, I agree. I, I, so that's that's giving me some insight into my own child. Um, all right. So you have, like you always like to do, you've got five <laughs> things for us. Well, different numbers, but th- today it's five things. And, and you right. like to, to create a memory tool. So all five of these things that, that a parent can do to help their child deal with the highly emotional events they've been dealing with over the last couple of years and, and to move forward, they all begin with C. And, and that's yeah. a way for, mo- for moms and dads to remember today. So, so go through your list of C of how we help our kids deal with these things and, and move forward. What's your first one? First one is so important. And while it's a very short word, it may be the most important word. It's calm. We have to be calm despite our own internal fear, our own worry, our own panic, that it is so important for our kids to see us control our emotions. You know, we call that co-regulating when our child can regulate their emotions based on what they're seeing us model. So when they see us be calm, then their body will try to match that. And it's so important if we're not feeling it, at least try to exude some of that externally. And it's actually a healthy process for our own minds. It helps us gain control when we feel like our emotions may be controlling us. So calm is so, so important. Very much so. And sometimes I can be selfishly afraid. And I think I'm fearing this, I'm fearing that. And and in front of my children, I'm fearing something. And I think, how selfish is that? So I agree with you. We do need to remain calm. And I I think of the Bible verse where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of self-control. So you're right. We do need to work. It's, there's no shame in trying to control that. You know, I feel like we're in an age where we say, just let it all out. You know, just, you know, admit all your feelings. Yes. But, but we, we are not given that spear from God. That's not from God, that fear. And we are. And it doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean that we have to lie and say, oh, no, I'm perfectly happy. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly Mm -hmm. positive. No, everything's great. That's (laughs) not what it's about. It's teaching them that despite what we feel, despite what surrounds us, we can cast all our worries and cares on God. He cares for us. We trust him with that. And we choose calm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, so the first of the five things that begin with C that we can do for our child when, when we're dealing with all this emotional stuff um, in our lives right now in America and across the world, the first one is calm. What is the second one? Second one is communication. And I think it's especially important when we're working with this communication that we first think of empathy. What does this feel like to them? What does this sound like to them? How are they internalizing it? And then effectively process and explain what might be necessary. And again, this might be very individual based on your child's personality or your child's age, skill, ability. Some of them are big talkers and they may really want to talk. And that process will happen very easily. Some of them may not really want to talk, and you might have to be a little trickier in how to make that happen. You know, pulling out a box of Legos and just sitting down to build and slowly asking some key questions that are not yes and no questions can yield a totally different conversation. But I think we need to have those conversations, and we need to offer them some healthy perspectives. We need to help anchor some of the things that may be going on for them, and that we make our responses age-appropriate, but also specific for that child. And so if you have a child that's especially fearful, maybe you're offering some reassurance. Maybe you're offering some healthy thoughts. You know, oftentimes if we model for them, man, I woke up feeling nervous about it, and so this is what I told myself. And if if we're modeling those things for them, then they start to internalize, oh, okay, well, that's what mom's doing. Maybe I'll give that a try. Yeah, that's good. That, that, that's good to redirect in that way. Yeah. And, and I know wanna... our voice can become like their voice in their head. And that's so helpful for me when I remember that. Our voice becomes their internal voice. Yeah, and that... And that... <laughs> That can also be an uh oh because yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um and 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 I want to get serious once again when you're talking about communications I want you to to emphasize how how dire you know this can be that that we do also have an epidemic of suicide and I, and I think often what happens when a child gets to that place is that communication wasn't opened up enough is that correct. Oh, yes. Communication about everything. And I think sometimes it's, it's good to even sit down with our kids and say, um, you know, you've, you've had a conversation perhaps in the middle of this conversation, you know, say something to be effective. You know, I just want you to know how much it means to me when you talk with me. I love to hear what's going on in your head. And I want you to know there's never anything you can say that's going to shock me or anger me that we can't work through. Like, I just really want to know what's going on with you. Thanks for talking. And, you know, we may choose fewer words with younger ages and more words with those older kids. But sometimes lines that say to them, I love knowing what's going on with you. And no matter what it is, we can handle it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I do think that that could prevent some suicides. And, I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be hyperbolic and, and alarmist, but it, I just think that sometimes communication would have been the key when we lose a child. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just hope that we can feel free to open up those lines of communication. That's a great point. Um, and then consistency. That, that uh, This is the third C. I, I stole it from you. Um, the third C is consistency. Can you please explain that? Yeah, you know, keeping whatever we can in their life feeling consistent because that offers them the sense of security, that offers them something that is predictable. You know, so many things in their life can't be or they just aren't. So through our parenting, through our expectations, it might even be our responses, the routines that we have in our house, um, consequences when maybe they make poor choices, through all of the consistency through those things, we can kind of be their rock. And does that mean that we have to do it perfect? No. And does that mean that we're unemotional or unaffected? No. But I think what really matters is that we offer them the security, the steadiness, and through that, we become kind of their refuge and that we can model for them that even when we aren't feeling good about things, our faith can help us choose to believe that God is in control and that things will be okay. Yeah, we do need to live our faith out loud in front of our children. I agree with that. Right. Um, and it they models need- that. It yeah. models that for them. Absolutely. And, and, and by consistency, before we move on to the next C, can that also be sort of like they can count on the fact that that we we have Taco Tuesday, that we have movie night every Friday, that that we is it is it also routines like that 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 there are things absolutely that, okay. absolutely our daily routines our special routines the things that we do to basically base them to know that no matter what else happens I can still count on this okay. and maybe that's the fun. You know, maybe those are the fun routines. Those are the things you do that you connect as a family. Those are the things that you do, you know, we have a fun tradition that every time the school year starts, we go on dates, one-on-one dates. From the start of summer, they talk about their back-to-school dates. You know, it doesn't even have to be something that you do daily. It may be a tradition you look forward to. But the communication about something that they know will routinely happen. And I think that's an anchor for them. Yeah, we do fun and inventive vacations a couple of times a year. And, and I know money is tighter now for folks. But even if it's a staycation or if it's a, something nearby, kids and, and my kids talk about them all the time. When they look back, when they look forward, they talk about those vacations all the time. So you're right. They, they do right. Uh, rely on those things. All right. So the three C's thus far are calm, communication, consistency. What's the next C? Control. And it might sound like, what? Wait a minute. Like, why are we going to give them control just because things around them are crazy? Well, who likes a life that feels totally out of control? None of us. And it doesn't matter if we want to admit it or not. When things feel out of control, we oftentimes do things to try to gain control. And it can be in appropriate ways or it can be in inappropriate ways. It can be in healthy ways or in unhealthy ways. I'm going to encourage you to help you find things that your child can gain some control because when they feel like they can have appropriate control, and it can be ways that are actually useful for the family, healthy for your child, or helpful for the environment. You know, it it doesn't matter what you're giving them control over. A little bit of control 
helps them feel empowered. It gives them a space where they can be in charge of things. And maybe it's, you know, a space in their room. Maybe it's a space in the house. Maybe it's something, um, a task that they're in charge of. Maybe it's devising a good plan to be prepared in case of emergency. Or, you know, if, you know, if your child is feeling some fear or anxiety around something, maybe their control is devising what they would do if that happened. You know, sometimes walking through worst case with kids helps them see we could still manage. We could still do it. We would know what to do. You know, maybe it's making a list. Maybe it's posting a chart. It might be a job that you give them that becomes their special responsibility. But that bit of control helps them not vie for control in inappropriate ways or sometimes poor behavior. Yeah, and it can be things that that seem a little more fun, like you have control over this animal, you know, this cat or this dog, or or you have control over the the house plants, or you, so it doesn't have to be sort of like you have to vacuum three times a week. Um, No, it can be something like, let's plan fun meals. You know, what would be meals that you would love for us to have in this next week? Yeah. Ah, spaghetti, you got it. Let's do spaghetti. What night do you want spaghetti? Oh, Wednesday? Great. We'll do spaghetti Wednesday night. Say, would you like to have a special dessert with that, or do we just do spaghetti? Oh, no, special dessert. Okay, what special dessert? Those are easy things that have to happen anyway, right? You're going to feed your family Wednesday night anyway. And yeah. it gives them that little bit of control, and, and they're fun, easy ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so we you you promised us five C's to um, use as a parent to help our children deal with highly emotional events that have been surrounding us. What is the fifth C? The fifth one is connection. And this connection is so important. First, with you, that one-on-one time that you trust, respect, the deep love and acceptance. This may be times where you talk. This may be where you fit in some of those other C's. But the connection comes when you are spending that one-on-one time with them. And oftentimes when families come in for counseling, that's the first thing a counselor will suggest is if there's behavior problems, spend 15 minutes one-on-one time with that child and you will start to see results immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It is that helpful. Second of all, I think they need the connection with other people. You know, people surrounding you. Maybe it's people from church, extended family or friends, but people who may be experiencing some of the same feelings or, you know, um, stresses or events that they are. And then, of course, most importantly, the connection that they can have with God and their faith. Because really, that is where our true hope is found, is in our faith. So that connection with God and and helping them feel that security. You know, the verses that we've talked about, casting all your worries and him because he cares for you. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, helping them grasp those beliefs and keep that connection to God. Because it doesn't matter what else is around them. God is always with them. He will never leave them or forsake them. And that's such an important truth. 
And I want to get to the fun and free freebie that you have available today. But I do want to say in terms of connection, I, I love that you say 15 minutes because I think there are some moms who feel overwhelmed right now and single moms and people who are holding down two jobs and they think I can't set aside half a day to spend with my child, um, which right. breaks my heart. I feel bad for, for folks that are having to contend with so much. But the fact that you say just 15 minutes, do 15 minutes with them, just, you know, lie on the floor and get a fun drink to, to you know, lemonade or whatever, or go out on the deck and or just whatever. Whatever, just to spend some time, but also to encourage your kids to have connection time with others, with grandma, with a friend, and then finally with God. I love that. So the three, the five C's are calm, communication, consistency, um, control, and connections. And that is all to help our kids deal with highly emotional stuff going on around them right now. But part of that one-on-one time is to help them thrive. And I think you've got a really fun thing that you can offer to us today. What, what's that? Absolutely. It is my list of 150 fun things to learn and do. And I am super thrifty, super frugal, and I really like things to be easy. So I can promise you most of this list is things that fit the bill. And you can do them at home. They don't cost money. And this would be a perfect way for you to work on connection and control. Print the list and let your child choose what it is that they want to do with you in that 15 minutes. And you're already conquering some of those C's right there. So if people go to Parenting with Personality on Instagram, in my link in the bio, you can get your list. Parenting with, person- per- Parenting with Personality on Insta. We only have like 30 seconds left, Jimmy. Parenting with Personality on Insta, and they can get that 150 fun things to learn and to do list for free. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I, I think I <laughs> my kids are going to think I'm crazy, but they, they're they 19 and 23. I may print it out for them. Um, I have to tell you, Jenny, the list is kind of fun. In fact, sometimes parents really struggle with what am I, what are we going to do for 15 minutes? This isn't fun. Games are difficult. They don't even have to be games. There are some things on this list that I genuinely enjoy doing with them awesome well me too (laughs) our counselor for moms she will be back soon thank you so much jamie for that incredible advice i really hope it's been a blessing today thanks for being on channel mom my dear you bet anytime okay all right you guys this is the time in the show that i thank you for all you do i did not want this to be a depressing or high pressure show i just wanted it to be a reminder that we do need to engage our kids about all that's been going on but thank you for how hard you work to raise your children well you're doing a beautiful thing for the world when you commit yourself. Please follow us everywhere at Channel Mom. Also, check out channelmom.org if you need help. Tell others about us as well. Um, thanks for listening today. And, uh, yeah, God bless you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. Happy Fourth of July. If Channel Mom radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.